Money Lessons from Anna Sorokin and Tinder Swindler. Hi everyone, welcome to FQ Mom Podcast. This is Rose Fresh Fausto, also known as FQ Mom. FQ stands for Financial Quotient, your ability to make sound decisions and actions with regard to your personal finances. In other words, it's the IQ and EQ of handling money. And because FQ is not just a standalone skill, but it's related to the many aspects of life, we will be talking about so much more than just money. Are you ready? Have you watched the two Netflix series on International Boodle? <laughs> That's the topic. You know? They're entitled, one is Inventing Anna and the other one is Tinder Swindler. So, if you haven't watched or if you've watched already, it's going to be an important discussion because we will be discussing money and life lessons from these two Netflix series. Ada Sorokin, a Russian who grew up in Germany, repackaged herself fraudulently as Anna Delvey, a German heiress waiting for her inheritance amounting to 60 million euros on her 25th birthday Dow. She was convicted of attempted grand larceny, larceny in the second degree, and theft amounting to 275,000 US dollars. Grabe, no? So you can check out the trailer and if you think that it's worth watching, you know, do so. Ako, nung first episode, uh, wasn't that interested. In fact, I think I dozed off to sleep. And then later on, it became interesting. And it was interesting to see kasi yung mga beautiful things, yung mga expensive things, and how she really boodled her way into the elite circle of NYC, New York, diba? If you can make it there, you can make it everywhere. Okay, on the other hand naman, I don't know how you, you pronounce his name, Shimon. Shimon Hayut, an Israeli who changed his name to Simon Leviv, presented himself as the heir of a Russian-Israeli diamond mogul naman. Okay, so... Mga diamonds daw ang negosyo ng pamilya niya. He victimized women using the dating app Tinder. Stealing not just their hearts but also an estimated 10 million dollars. That's why it's called Tinder Swindler. Kit no? Kit yung title. He was convicted for theft, forgery, and fraud. Okay, so grabe. Yung mga nagtitender dating app dyan, ingat-ingat din po kayo. Baka mga nagyayabang-yabang lang yan to impress you and sweep you off your feet, ika nga. So, con people, itong mga mambubudol na ito, they have been with us since time immemorial. We have small-time swindlers, big-time swindlers, and the ongoing Netflix series discussed about earlier, they remind us that budoleros and budoleras will always be around. And so we have to be vigilant about them to protect ourselves from their budol uh, antics. Mag-ingat po tayo. 
So let's discuss some lessons from these two con artists. Number one, nakakasilaw ang ginto. Totoo, talagang nakakasilaw ang ginto. Anna Delvey, so yan yung kanyang uh, name, ano? yan yung kanyang front. She was tipping $100 bills to the waiters, hotel staff, that even if nakakainis siyang sir, they, they really found her actually obnoxious. Ang dami niyang demands, medyo bratinela, but they all still raced to serve her. Nga naman, ano? makatip ka ng 100 that's 5,000 pesos. Though despite being rude, also not just to the service providers, ano, despite being rude to her supposedly newfound friends, they were still drawn to her. And probably because of her expensive gifts and treats to them. Oh, sa kabila naman si Tinder Swindler, Simon Leviev also conned his way into the hearts of good-looking women, ah, actually, and decent-looking women, because of how he lavished them with expensive gifts and out-of-this-world dates. Yung tipong susunduin ka ng, ano ba yun, helicopter ba yun, o aeroplano, just to go on a date with him. Di ba nga naman, di ba? So, two, we believe what we want to believe. In behavioral economics, we call this confirmation bias, our tendency to collect evidence that overvalues or supports our claims or our beliefs and minimizes contradictory evidence. So parang kumbaga, we just pinagtutuunan lang natin ng pansin yung mga uh, ebidensya that confirms what we had already believed in the first place. Tapos yung mga, pag nakakakita na tayo ng mga sign that points otherwise, nako, hindi natin, we negate those um, those evidence that um, that would point to, ay, teka, mali yata yung akala ko. Ayaw natin yon. We just focus to confirm what we already believe. After the onset of the nakakasilaw ang ginto, the victims of both Anna and Simon ignored the clues that already showed the true colors of their con friends. They clung to their belief that they were the real deal. They became, ano, blind loyalists. Nako! Alam na alam natin yan, hindi lang sa mga friends, pati sa mga leaders natin, di ba? Three, don't take on debt for anyone else, especially when under duress. You're under pressure, napipilitan ka, minamadali ka. When Anna, Sorokin, and Simon borrowed money from their respective friends, they acted as if it was just a temporary situation. When a friend asks you to take on a debt, be it through your credit card or a straightforward debt, take a pause and still consider giving it a credit assessment, no matter how temporary the debt looks. You still have to apply the five C's. Anion, capacity, capital, collateral, conditions, and character. I discussed this in my uh, last podcast, Yung Bangkarote. And since lending to relatives, friends, is a sensitive and tricky situation, my mom's advice is the prudent way to go. What did she say? Lend only what you can afford to lose. When your borrower isn't able to pay back, you don't suffer. And if he pays back, you feel like there's a bonus. O di bambonga? So remember that. Four. Even smart people get duped. No matter how smart we think we are, we can still be boodle victims. 
All the con artist needs to know is what our weakness is. Anna was able to continuously con her friends into making her use their credit cards or allow her to stay in a prolonged time, stay at the hotel without proof or ability to pay because she was feeding on their fantasies, fantasies of living a rich and glamorous life, something that both of these friends craved for. The same thing with Simon. It was that feeling of being swept off your feet that made the girls overlook their boyfriend's boodle tricks. No one among these victims appeared stupid to me. They could actually be smart. They were just manipulated by feeding into their weaknesses. So, check yourself. What is your weakness? How are you addressing this weakness? 5. There is a double standard when it comes to the sympathy we give to budol victims. Sometimes there's this feeling of booting nga sa'yo, booting nga sa kanila. Diba? When the victims are rich people, which is what probably brought some fascination with the fake German heiress. To see how a young girl duped the rich people in the upper crust of the social pyramid of New York City and the finance companies who approved her big loans gives some people that unhealthy feeling of jubilation. Maybe it's because the common notion is that rich people also commit fraud. Then there's also this stigma of reporting that you've been duped if you're among the well-heeled people, diba. Right? So if you don't report, you allow the fraudsters to continue their con acts. Six, be careful with charming sociopaths. Nako, yan. Sometimes we are drawn to really attractive, adorable people. And when I say attractive, I'm not only referring to the looks, but the, the general vibe that they emit. It's so nice to hang out with them. Right? And in doing so, we have to check their character. Both Anna and Simon displayed rudeness. Ironically, which may have probably um, added to their charm and appeal to their victims. If someone so wonderful to you doesn't seem to be phased at all, it's possible that he may be a sociopath. What's a sociopath? This is a personality disorder kasi when you lack in conscience. You don't have any regard for others' rights, for others' feelings. You lack in empathy. You don't have remorse for the wrongdoings. And conveniently exploit and manipulate others for personal gain. If you see the interviews of these two, they actually don't have any guilt. They seem not to believe that they did something wrong. Doesn't this remind you of some of our corrupt leaders when I look at their faces, it's as if they really believe that they're telling the truth. And you know what? You need to be a little tililing. <laughs> there has to be some tililing going on in your head to be able to pull this off. Seven, victims are often left to pay for the fraud done on them. The victims of these two con men are still paying the debt that they were duped into taking. Hi, nako. Doesn't this remind you of our 11.7 trillion peso debt? Well, it does remind me. Number eight. 
Is it true that crime does not pay? The sad reality is that some people, some con people get away with murder. Ay nako talaga, nakakapikon. Anna was sentenced to 4 to 12 years in prison. She was released earlier in February 2021, supposedly due to good behavior. She rejoined Instagram and Twitter, then detained again awaiting deportation. She was paid 320,000 US dollars by Netflix and is now hustling to sell more stories about herself. Simon, on the other hand, was sentenced to only 15 months in prison and is now a free man and currently dating a gorgeous Israeli model. He has a big number of followers on social media, even sold business advice, and is now eyeing Hollywood. Ta-da! Sometimes it's really irritating to see fraudsters not being punished enough while their victims continue to suffer. I wonder how the Son of Sam law, this law that's designed to keep criminals from profiting from their crimes, how, I wonder how this law is being implemented on the earnings of these con men. Whether these scammers seem to suffer or not, I think we still wouldn't want to be in their situation. Even if their sociopathic selves are not suffering, kasi nga, walang konsyensya, di ba? Their loved ones may be the casualties of this, of their crimes. And of course, the last verdict belongs to someone up there. So I think in the end, it's still true to say that crime does not pay. Nine, all we need is love. Come to think of it, we are susceptible to budol because we need to fill a hole in our hearts. Most of the time, all we need is love. And we just have to make sure that what we're getting is real love, not just an ego filler that can bring us peril in the end. So, let's say those nine lessons once again. Number one, nakakasilaw ang ginto. Number two, we believe what we want to believe. In behavioral economics, we call this the confirmation bias. Number three, don't take on debt for anyone else, especially if you're under duress. Number four, even smart people get duped. Five, there is a double standard when it comes to the sympathy we give to victims. Six, be careful with charming sociopaths. Seven, victims are often left to pay for the fraud done on them. Eight, is it still true that crime does not pay? And in the end, I say, yes, it's still true. And nine, and probably the most important, all we need is love. I hope all these nine lessons will help protect yourself, will help you protect yourself from boodles, be it about money, love, and electing our leaders. Let's discuss boodles and scams, this time in the Philippine scenario. Join me in my money lessons with FQ Mom on Thursday, March 10, 2022, from 11 a.m. to 12 noon. Our guest will be journalist Salve Duplito, who has followed and reported some of the scams that have victimized a lot of Filipinos. And I do hope that you to see you again in my next episode of the FQ Mom podcast. Do follow me on my socials. That's FQ Mom on Facebook, YouTube, 
Kumu and VFQ Mom on Instagram and Twitter. Grab your copy of your favorite or, or all the FQ Mom books. Just go to fqmom.com and click books. So maraming maraming salamat po. This has been Rose Fresh Fausto, your FQ Mom, wishing you all a high FQ.